Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yes, back chat 2.0. Yep, we're here. Will Scoville, Dan Conts. Hi, mate. G'day. No Charlie tonight? No, no Charlie. Yeah, it's just Will and Dan tonight. Look, uh, going to start the show on... It's a bit of a sad note. Mm. It's a very sad note. Um, we both uh, lost a, a, a great mate at the start of this week, uh, Russell Wolf, um, And it's the reason why we're not doing a guest this week. Yeah. Um, kind of threw up not doing an episode at all this week, but in true Russell Wolf fashion, and we will speak a little about it, a bit about him to start this episode. I figure the show must go on. I think it would be disrespectful to him. I think he'd be up above looking at us, going, "Come on, boys, just get an episode out. It's not that difficult. You're just talking into a microphone." No, of course. So, so we're gonna we're gonna do it anyway. We're gonna have an episode. Um, it's gonna be a bit of a. Bit of a short one, but we thought we'd just have a chat with you anyway because we like getting in front of you. So, Russell Wolf, um, Dan works at the ABC. We dance about this. We dance around this all the time, Dan, but you work at the ABC. <laughs> I do. I don't really know why we dance around. It's it's okay that I work yeah, at the ABC. You work at the ABC. That's where we met. Yes. Uh, you produced some of my shows, and it's where we both met Russell, mm. Russell Wolf. So, Russell is the breakfast presenter on the ABC, if you don't know that. Um I was lucky enough, the first, and, and, and Russell sadly has passed away, so we'll start with our thoughts are with his immediate family, his extended family, and everyone who, who knew him, really. Mm. Um, I think it would be remiss of us to mention that we are thinking of anyone who is going to miss Russell forever. He was a larger-than-life character, and we were both lucky enough to know him. So uh, you might have a story to tell, but I'll start with mine. The first time I met Russell um, properly was... We just won the 2018 flag. Russell Wolf, huge West Coast fan. Yeah, talks about it constantly. And huge Dockers hater. He like yeah. just hates the Dockers. Big East, East Perth fan in the Waffle as well. Anyway, we won the 2018 flag. Uh, I got contacted by one of Russell's producers um, that said, look, Russell's back. He's been overseas in Minnesota, which happens to be the team of my NFL team, mm. Minnesota How Vikings. about them Vikings? And he, <laughs> that's not their slogan, but okay. <laughs> uh, she said, come in and we'll surprise Russell um, with your presence. And I said, great. 
look, I don't know. I didn't know Russell at this stage. I don't know if he's going to even recognise me, right? I don't know if he's a big fan or not. Yep. How about I bring my premiership medal in? So I hadn't bought it out of my box. And it. I don't think it's been out since. I bought it out to give to Russell. I yep. put it back in my box. I haven't taken it out. It's in right. a shoe box upstairs yep. in my third bedroom. Okay. Do not look at it. <laughs> so came in to the show. Um, we snuck in a back entry. I had my premiership medallion in my pocket. Didn't Hadn't met Russell at this stage. Came in. And he's live on air. We come in this back door of the ABC studios. And you yeah, know the yeah, one yeah. kind of from yep, the... Around the back corner. Yeah, back yep. corner there. And walk in and they're live on air. Um, and as you know, the ABC, an antiquated setup in there. That's They're basically running it with, I don't know, people power, like pedaling under the <laughs> desk. But Russell's live and I walk in with my medal around my neck and he just starts yelling live. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. They're doing I've the, never heard this. They're this doing traffic. I've got video of it actually. Uh, they've, they're doing traffic. And he's like, don't worry about the traffic. Scoey's here. Scoey's oh, here. Great. And it was that good. And like we had this instant connection both like uh, personally, but this on-air connection that I, I really have never felt with anyone else. And um, from that moment on, um, and that was obviously a great day. We sat down um, literally a day or two later, took me out for a coffee, and then we went and had a beer so uh, that set the scene for our relationship, which uh, I just think there should be more people around like him. He's a, you know, he was never a perfect bloke. He wasn't a perfect guy, but he was a good bloke, a generous person, a happy person. Like he was just the happiest bloke ever. And that's the perfect, uh, you know, situation where I would go for a coffee and then, like, do you want a beer? Like it's, it's, yeah. it's lunchtime. It's probably late enough to have a beer. So we went and had a beer together and he proposed, look, work for the ABC. We can't pay you. We'd love to have you involved with the breakfast program more regularly. We clearly have an on-air chemistry, but it'd be for free and you'd mm. be donating your time. What I can promise you is, though, I'll, I'll mentor you. I'll, I'll, I'll teach you what I know. I'll guide you through this absolute shit show that Media Land is, which it really is. Media, yeah. um, it's the reason why I love doing this podcast is because the personalities you meet in media, they're not like Russell Wolfe. No, you definitely were, not. You working in media would understand that. There's a lot of egos. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not speaking about anyone in particular, but I just think it's the way the industry goes. Is you're, you're effectively beating your own drum, right? Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, you have an audience of you know thousands of people that can tell you at any minute that they don't like you. It's actually quite similar to playing footy. Yeah. You've got fans um, that love you, and yep. if you're going well, they'll cheer for you. But if you start losing and you mm. start playing poorly... Um, those fans, you're always going to have your ones that are just clap, you know, what matter what. But they're the the fair weather fans that if you don't go well, like they get offline. And in radio, it's pretty brutal. You can get kicked out the door pretty quick. Um, so Russell's not like that though. He's not an ego guy. He didn't really let ratings dictate what his show was like. He didn't yep. let ratings really dictate his mood or happiness or sadness. So he just sort of went on about his business. So. That was one thing he taught me, but he, he taught me a lot about broadcasting and, and a lot about um, listening to people when you interview them. Um, don't step over the top of them, which I still do, and I, I would like to continue to take that away from how I operate. But he was a great listener. Um, he was a great um, presenter of people. Uh, he was interested in everything anyone had to say about anything. That was one thing he taught me about uh and it really helped me step away from just football and, and 
um, get into talking about anything really was just be interested in what someone's got to say because anyone anyone has something interesting to say about anything something it could be could be fake plants you could be into fake plants Dan you could be into pink jumpers you could be into <laughs> I don't know what right concrete floors it, it, it's interesting to someone and and he taught me that um, just let the people tell their story mm. uh, I think I've got probably a similar vibe to him in terms of our preparation not the greatest preparer of, of <laughs> when I'm coming up for interviews or sitting down to do a podcast or even working on the mainstream stuff I've been doing over the past couple of years neither was he but he just had this unique and and it, like extremely talented um, broadcaster. He was just he would just be able to walk into a room and switch on in front of the mic. Not saying I'm anywhere near his level, but I tr- I try to do the same thing where I can get in and I hopefully can just talk to anyone. Yeah, it's not it's not you know it's not you don't need a degree to be able to talk to people and listen nope. to people. And uh, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is it was a great mentor to me. He didn't promise me any money to work with the ABC, but he promised opportunity and, and, and really leading the way for me. Um, and that's what he did. I ended up working, um, you know, full-time effectively for the ABC, yep. running the Arvos program. I obviously worked on digital program with you, Dan, and I learned a lot by being around him and incredibly sad loss. Um, and, yeah, I'll, I'll miss his, his friendship, really. So um, that's why we're a little bit um, down the dumps slightly, but we're here to mm. tell some stories. Um, and, we'll, yeah, we, we're going to keep going because that's, that's how what he was. He's a happy bloke. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know what, what sort of stories you had about him. Oh, always, you know, I'm sort of echoing what everyone sort of says about him in that super friendly, always has time for you, um, just very lovable. I, I remember one of my first days at the ABC. When you work on, and I worked on breakfast radio um, pretty early as a producer, when you work on any sort of radio, but specifically um, breakfast, it's a beast, right? It's You go in, um, there's a lot going on. You need to be on top of everything from the beginning. And um, if you're not, you get chewed out pretty quick. It's pretty intense. Like, it is, it's, yeah. Because it's so short. You it get is. such a short period and you have to you have to nail it. You have to nail Especially it. Especially at the ABC. Yeah, yeah. You can't, there's, it's facts or nothing. That's right. And so if you're not performing, right, and this really sucks for new people, if you're not good from the start, you just get chewed out and you don't really get many opportunities, which is hard because, you know, there has to be a level of, of, of training as, as well as opportunity. But anyways, I remember one of my, one of my first days, I, I wrote a script for, um, for Russell um, and it was when Russell and Nadia were together on air and... Um, it wasn't great, but I was still very new. And Russell, um, after the program, just came up to me with some pieces of paper and he'd printed out my script. And he'd also printed out um, another version and it was like highlighted, this is where I would have said this and I, I would have probably not said this line but put that there. And um, that doesn't sound like that big of a deal, but um, radio presenters don't usually... No, nah, they don't do that. It's... it's it's because there's so much going on. Like, okay, if, if they didn't get a good script, they're probably just like, well, they won't read it and they'll move on, not think about it it's again. It's the ego piece as well, though. What I spoke about in the industry of media, there's a lot of people who are like, me, 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 I'm important. Get yep. me a producer that can write me a good script. Yeah. Not good script, get me a better producer. Exactly, So the yeah. fact that he took the time on one yeah. of your first days. Yeah, and he sat with me and he, and he, and he, and he showed me that. And from the very beginning, I just knew he'd, he'd be a helpful guy. And... um that has continued on and he has always been 
um, I worked with him a, a little bit, but then we started, I worked on a different program and he became more of just a, a mate around the office because, you know, he wasn't really a colleague. He was in that, you know, we're in the same building, but um, we, a lot of throwing shit at each other and a lot of banter. He would comment on my clothing constantly. Good. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, like he just very lovable guy, always really supportive. This, you know, um, like you said, media sort of beast can be pretty brutal to you at times. And he constantly would tell me, mate, I got you like, like I've got your back. Like he's, he always would say to me how he had my back and real supportive. And he didn't need to do that. Like that's the thing with Russell. A lot of things he did for people didn't need to. He didn't do it for appearances. Like this is all like a text that he would send me. No one else is knowing about it. Um, so he's just that sort of guy. And so as I said, it's a sad, you, you just this morning when I went in and found out it was a shock. It was, yeah. That's what, um, that's what I think, I think I was sort of trying to say when, when, when people pass away, no matter who they are, what they've done, you always think of the best of them. Mm. Like, and it's a great, it's, that's the positive thing of when you lose someone is you're able to reflect on the great things that they've done or the way they've influenced your life or influenced others' lives. But like speaking brutally, sometimes it's sugarcoating. Maybe perhaps it wasn't the greatest person or the greatest life. Like yeah. sometimes people can be, you know, you can say nice things about people, but it's like, ah, oh, like that's nice. And then you kind of just move on. Yeah. Like that's life. Everything that's being said about Russell is genuine because he was such a genuine bloke. He impacted so many different lives that – I've seen a lot of coverage this, um, you know, this week in the media and social media. Everyone wants to say something because he he was a genuine person, and it's not one of those cases where oh, now that he's gone, we'll remember all the good things about him. Like he was just a bloke. Mm. Like need more people like him in the world. Um, not perfect. Uh, would hug you instead of handshake you. He'd have a beer instead of having a water. Loved having smoke out the front of whether he was producing or uh, just even meeting up with her. You'd spend if if you went to a pub with him, you'd spend half the time in the pub, but then you'd have to sit either somewhere where he could smoke and be within talking distance so he could keep talking, or he'd be like, "Come out the front, come on, come out the front for yeah. ten minutes, go have a smoke with him, come back in," which was like awesome. Like I, I just think as a normal person, like he was in a, such a public position, breakfast radio on ABC Perth or ABC anywhere. It's a very public profile mm. and maybe not in certain sectors and probably not to a lot of our listeners. Probably don't get a lot of ABC Perth breakfast listeners. I don't know. Maybe we do. Um, yeah, I, yeah. it's been a sad day for us, but we do want to do a bit of a show for you. And we just remembered because we sat down and had some beers, didn't we? Like, we'll just, just have some beers and so we can put something in the ca- uh, out, out, out into space. In the can? Yeah, in the can. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> I was like drinking cans, into cans, <laughs> in the tin? cans on my head. And we remembered, we didn't do You Send It, We Read It. Yeah, true. We didn't do that last week. Yeah, because of Oscar Allen being here. And, and we spoke to him, yeah, spoke to him for an hour and a half. He was good. Yeah, very good. Uh, hopefully you've been enjoying the interviews we've been doing. Um, we've got some more coming up. We did mm. have one this week that we cancelled. Um, we've got two or three lined up for you that I think should be pretty fun. Um, as always, you can you can follow us on Instagram, backchat underscore podcast, Twitter, backchat underscore pod, Reddit, I'm saying this one, r forward slash backchat podcast, or you can email us, hello at backchatpodcast.com.au. You can find all of that in one spot on our website, just for you, Dan, www.backchatpodcast.com.au. YouTube channel will be starting this week. Very good. What else is very good? And another. I was going to say very close and very good. <laughs> very good. Very good. Very good. Um, 
Yeah, what else? Uh, TikTok. I'm going to get on TikTok. We're getting TikTok up and about. Are you going to do like a... Maybe we should learn some of the TikTok dances. I've never been on TikTok. Ever. Yeah. Never. I... um. Can we? Uh, do you want to talk about TikTok? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Tell me about TikTok. There is this horrible corner of the internet on TikTok. Oh, I thought it was Reddit. Oh, there's that too. There's there's horrible corners everywhere on the internet. Um, on TikTok though, specifically, there's this thing where people make these point of view videos, right? So you're watching the video. POV. Yeah, POV. And so, what what's happening is it's be like a a guy, and it'll be like point of view. You're at a at a bar, and your boyfriend's just broke up with you. And then this guy is like the person that you're looking at next. And he'll be like, hey, what's up? And like, there's this background. Like, it's so god awful. It's the most. And I have recently, there was a, um, the other night, Beck and I were just sitting on the couch. I couldn't stop watching him. I had that many I was going through. And I kept saying to her, please look at this one. And she's like, stop, stop. I can't look at those anymore. Okay. I don't know. So we're not going to do those on TikTok? No, 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 no. We're going to do those on TikTok. The, okay. I, I, don't, I don't know what that is, yeah. but what we should do yep. is just do that and take the complete piss out of TikTok. Okay. Because we don't know what we're doing. No, we don't. Why don't we just do all the, all the, like, all the vi- like viral the stuff. The weird stuff. Yeah. And we just do it with, like, Dan's face on it. Okay. All right. What sure. Do you think? Yep. You, you Love can, that. You can be the joke and yep. I'll be the joke. Yeah. Cool. All Sounds right. good. All right. Let's do that. Now, let's have a little break and then we can do... You send it, we read it. You know what? No breaks. We don't need breaks. You guys are just listening. I'm, I'm here. I'm ready to go. You send it, we read it. We apologize for not reading them after yeah. you sent them last week. We do have a rule. If you send it, we will read it. Right. That's the name of the segment. Well, we never said when we do it, so we are. That's <laughs> true. It's we are very still true. Going. That's the fine print. Um, you want to you read them? Uh, what, how do we usually do this? You read the email, right? Oh. From the address. But this one's from Philip White Tiling. Oh, I'll let you do it all this week. Well, let's, ta- let's just take some turns. Philip White Tiling sent us a story a couple of weeks ago about how he did a, a good deed. Yep. Neighbor across the road mowed this lady's lawn. She then went, um, I think the term is ape shit is, is what they say, um, and said that he'd killed um, the... Gnomes and the fairies. The gnomes and the fairies because yep. he mowed her lawn, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he asked if I was a lawyer. Yeah, how do you... Yeah, yeah the prosecutor, lawyer. yep. I said, I said probably not guilty, but the whole trespassing thing, I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so anyways, Philip's in prison, and <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he sent us a follow up. Um, he just wanted to say that. Um, oh, hey, what he told us what happened. Yeah, we, oh, he, he gave us a bit more detail oh, to good. the story. Oh, good. Um, so he just wanted to say that his neighbor was at hospital due to tripping on a hose in her garden that she couldn't see because her front your front yard was so overgrown. Oh. So that's why she wasn't there and he thought he'd do the, a nice yeah, thing. Yeah, because I suggested maybe she was in hospital because she went bananas. Yeah. But, okay. So her child, this is point two, male-aged in his 20s, has since thanked me for cleaning up her yard and gave me a carton as a thank you. That's oh. pretty, pretty good. Yes, and Phil. Number three, she's now telling me the gnomes and fairies like the garden all neat and tidy. She wants me to clean her yard once a month. <laughs> So you've stitched yourself up there. No, she has you by the balls, Phil. She has played you better than... she's. She wasn't in hospital, mate. No, not at all. She was at a holiday house. Yeah, she was in like, Mandra. Hey, go in ta- the canals. Go go tell... Hey, hey Greg, go tell <laughs> Philip I'm injured in hospital. Get him yep. to tidy up at the, the yard. The yard. Make a fuss about it. I'll yep. pretend I'm angry. And very then good. we'll suck him in for the rest of his life. Yeah, I, I love that. It's very... Um, have you ever seen Sneaky Pete, the TV show? No. It's very good. It's a con man. She just she's a, she might be a con man. Sneaky Pete. Very good. Um, what else we got? Another email from uh, Rebecca. 
who just says, I need you guys to watch and discuss my new favorite sport, combat juggling. Have you seen this video of combat juggling? I feel like I have. So if, if you haven't, if you look, if you're listening to this um, and if you're driving, you can't, don't do this. Don't look it up on your phone. But if you're listening at home or whatever, go on the internet. Just look up combat juggling on YouTube. Essentially what you're going to see is, let's say a basketball court or like a gym court and there's a bunch of, let's be honest, weeb-looking, you know, 16-year-old nerds, nerds, nerds that are juggling. And what you have to do is you have to remain juggling. What are they juggling? Like, yeah, pins and stuff. Well, not, pins. not bowling pins. <laughs> no, but like not, juggling pins. Not tacks. Yeah, like juggling pins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And while they're juggling, you can't, you can't stop. And they're all trying to, like, nudge each other and bump each other off so that they can... They can oh. fumble and, and stop. It's very good. Are they dressed in like Game of Thrones sort of outfits? <laughs> no, <like? laughs> no, no. They're they're khaki shorts and um and you know t shirts. But oh. but yeah, it's a it's a good looking sport. Combat juggling. I can so actually juggle pretty well. I can but see I you playing. I can see you playing combat juggling. No, Is that why you wanted to move the night of the podcast? <laughs> yeah, I've got combat juggling. <laughs> Sorry, Beck. I've got uh, I've got combat juggling down at uh, Wembley Sports Arena. Regionals <laughs> is on Wednesday, <laughs> so I won't be able to make it. Uh, but thanks, Beck, for making us aware of this. And we do have well talking. Funnily about, enough, yeah, another sport. Talking about weird sports. I don't really want to make this a segment, but if this is good and this is what the people want, you guys let us know because we can keep doing this. Philip White Tiling, our our guy Gardner. in the gardener, our resident gardener, um, sent through rug ball um, and has asked who between Will and Dan would dominate rug ball. It's basketball meets wrestling meets rugby. So to explain it, yeah, it we just had a bit of a look on YouTube. It's guys, they're dressed in Greco-Roman wrestling outfits, so from the Olympics. They're yeah, like in... Your classic wrestling. Yeah, they're not like, your NWA wrestling, that's nah, real wrestling. Yeah, like they've got the skinny singlet tight Short setup, things, yeah. And they've got like wrestling shoes on. They're on a basketball court. They're, there's a one basketball playing on a basketball court with rings and they're just fighting and wrestling each other. Yeah. And someone's running around trying to get the ball in. <laughs> But you can do anything. anything. Yeah. Ha- have a listen to a bit of this audio. Yeah. I think I've queued it up to the right spot. Uh, it's a court, not a field, but continue. The ball could be passed, thrown, beat, or rolled in any... Do- Hold up. Beat? You want me to beat the ball? In the game, you can use power tricks and fighting techniques except for prohibited ones. And by prohibited ones, they mean killing. <laughs> you can't kill someone. But other than that, you're good. In Rugball, there are no free throws, no fouls, you don't have to dribble, no goaltending. There are literally no rules, which sounds insane, and that's because it is. Now, equally as chaotic as the game itself is its name. I'm not sure if it's called Rugball or Regball. Most sources call it Rugball, but their official website calls it Regball. So, I'm just So it looks pretty it looks pretty insane. Um if you've ever seen Slamball like you and I talked about slam ball just before trampolines. Trampolines. It was awesome. Yeah, because it looks like they're not going to get really badly hurt because they're on trampolines, and they look like those padded sort of mats yeah. around the place. But they go because they're allowed to bump. That's and, right. There's know. there is pad. There's pads everywhere. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, designed yeah. to get tackles. Yeah, like, they want the hits. Yeah. So they're designed it so that you can get a hit but not get hurt. This is literally on a basketball court, and guys are being slammed around. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> Rug ball is exactly the same as slam ball. No pads. Yep. And, like, kill each other. But 
obviously you're not allowed to kill her. That's one yeah, of the that's rules. The, the no only rule. That's the only rule. Yes, you can't. Uh, very good to watch. There's actually one more sport that we don't have this, but I'd love someone to track it down and send it in to us. I've seen it um, with a mate of mine. We used to watch random sports. Right? We used to just jump into the, the shadows of the internet and watch yeah. it. We found this one that was – it looked like it was in a uh, – in in like Rome in the Colosseum. Yeah. It was like dirt, um, yep. a dirt circular field, but it had like stands around it. There was probably 50 to 60 people on each team. Yep. They were dressed in red and blue. Yep. There was two ends to the court. There was one ball. Yep. There was a basket at the back of the 60 people. It's quite a narrow field. And so there was a basket at each end. That's what you had to do. You had to get the ball, put it in the basket, and the rules of that game, it was fight. The six, It was 60 v 60, fight each other, kill, knockout, death, whatever and just stop the ball from going in the basket. Do you want me to tell you what it's called? Do you know what it's called? Because I watched the thing on Netflix about this game. What's it called? It's called um, Calcio Storico, I think. Yeah, that's or it. Or Calcio... That's it. However it's said. Yeah. It's, I think it originated in Florence. And it's literally, when you're on the red team, that's because you grew up in that um, yeah, suburb or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so you were loyal to that team. It is insane. That's another one. If, if you want Flor- uh, Calcio... Let me see if I can actually pronounce spell this. It. Just spell it because you can't spell it. C-A-L-C-I-O, Calcio or Calcio, Storico. But people would be listening to this going, oh, I've seen it on Netflix. It's insane. It actually is. It's crazy. All right, yep. there, there's our top three weirdest sports. Mm. Um, what else have we got for okay, us? Okay, Stefan Del Hayes has got an email about list management. It's okay. quite long, okay. so we're going to brief it up a bit. Okay. Hey, guys, lately I've noticed a huge increase in fans commenting on list management. Uh, list management decisions. In particular, the recent announcement of Jared Brander's delisting, along with guys like Archie and Ainsworth. I've never seen such condemnation from the Eagles supporter base around list management decisions and general negativity towards the coaching staff slash club. My question is, do you uh, do you think fans place too much hope into these fringe slash young players? I specifically recall in 2017 when the Eagles were going through a form slump Fans were demanding that young Luke Part- uh, Partington get a game. <laughs> I also remember Simo saying that there needs to be patience that we should place uh, that we place too much pressure on a player who had never played a game of AFL um, at AFL level. Um, so Luke got a few games, but was as predicted wasn't the messiah the fans thought he would be. Yep. Um, is it just an unfortunate fact that not all players make it in the industry? Ooh. Is that is that basically the question? Is it unfortunate that not all players? Well, I think um, that's right. What, right? It's like, do you think fans place too much hope into these fringe slash young players? So I guess, yeah, yes, yeah, I do think fans place a lot of hope on younger players. I don't think it's helped uh, West Coast that they potentially haven't had the quality that they've had in previous years. They haven't had huge draft hands. They've tried to rebuild the list through acquiring players through trades. Um, yep, or free agents. They've tried to f- sort of fill gaps in the list that way. They haven't had huge draft hands. So, like, when I got drafted in about two or three years post that, at my draft there was 10. Another draft, like, the year after me was eight. Following after that was nine. Like, big draft oh, no, no, uh, people. Yeah. So, my draft, we had five in the national draft, one extra in the, like, preseason drafts. We had six. Oh, the amount of picks you're yep. saying. And then they right. had four rookies. So, we had 10 new players come into the club. 
Yep. I mean, the last three or four years, like it was like two, three. Yep. All late picks, no high picks. Yep. So like that plays a part of it, but overall, young players that come into AFL teams, you're just not going to get a Judd or a Sam Walsh from Carlton or yep. any of these guys that come in. They're just irregular and. I think people see, let's use Sam Walsh as an example, comes in, plays every game. He's one of the favourites in the Brownlow this year in his second year. He's clearly a highly professional player. And people think, well, why isn't why can't everyone be like him? My opinion, I don't think it's healthy to be that professional and that that good at that age. Like he's young, nineteen years old. Yep. Challenging for the Brownlow. There's not many people that have ever done it that's able to maintain that level of drive and professionalism from such a young age. I don't actually hate it when a guy like Jeremy McGovern comes into the football club, has to learn a few things about mm. adversity, resilience, not getting picked, yep. getting, getting kicked out of the club, go, like go and work. Or like He's going to come back stronger than someone that's just gifted everything. Yeah. So I, I know I'm sort of roundabouting this, but... Yeah, it is inevitable that young players fail because it's bloody hard. AFL is hard. It's hard to to do well at. It's yep. not easy. And more and more young players that come into the game aren't equipped to deal with the rigours of AFL, whether that be how they're brought up, whether that be their mindset in general, whether that be social media, whether that be you know the ability to bounce back from adversity and show resilience. Like I think that's becoming less and less. And that's like, oh, back in my day type setup. Like, back in my day, we used to be able to deal with this. But yep. I've seen the kids come in, and this is no no personal picks on anyone, but the young kids coming in are less resilient than people of my age or around my era. Um, you know, maybe that maybe that is because, uh, you know, guys that are around my age are still at the club. They're there for a reason. They are resilient. Mm. So I've seen a lot of people my age that have, have gone as well. You know, yeah. t- 10 got drafted to the club. I was the only one to... Still be there at the end of that draft, right? So yeah, yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one for fans not to get involved with as well because fans want success, mm-hmm. and so when it's not happening, and you see more, you know that that started with who was that from again? Uh, the email, yeah, uh, Stefan. Yeah, so Stefan started with like he's seeing more and more fans commenting on. Yeah, it's probably you know, if it's West Coast fans, um, which it sounds like it is, it's because not winning. Well, the other thing that I would say probably as a West Coast fan is that we're not um, having to watch a team that's constantly getting top draft picks. And so these fringe players that are coming in, they're not always going because the Eagles have are either like mid tier to high level and they're not going to get that number two pick. They're yep. not going to get that number three pick. Yep. So when these new players come in, they are from the outset, not, you know, yeah, they're, they're, they're got to win their spot. No, the highest pick we've had in the last five years, Jared Brander, and they listed him. Right, there you go. The other thing with the fans thing is that, and we sort of talked about it a little bit with trade, um, trade uh, AFL trade period, people just like, I think people enjoy change and they want these new players to come in and do stuff because it's exciting. Like when the trade when trade period happens in the NBA, it's awesome because so many players move around and it's great because you're just like you're seeing so many differences and when you so when you get these new players you like you want to try them out you want to go oh let's see what he's like <laughs> but then you talk to see what the new toys like exactly but they're not always the best toy <laughs> yeah so yeah exactly right so you want these new guys to come into the team but 
you know, the teams know more than the fans do, and they would know, well, he's just not really going to, he's probably not going to get a game for that, a while. That is the one, that's a great point. Teams, 99% of the time, know a lot more internally than fans do. So mm. that's just unfortunately how it is. Like, if you see stats and guys getting a lot of stats in the waffle, it doesn't mean a lot. Yeah. It's not that hard. If you are a good player, you've got the resources of a West Coast Eagles, um, you've got the confidence of a, of a drafted kid, you should be dominating the waffle. So just because they're dominating in the waffle doesn't mean they should be playing in the AFL team. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, imagine players going like, get Will Schofield in the game. Like, we need this guy. But the club goes, well, we know he doesn't do this. He doesn't do this, Correct. doesn't he? He's not and gonna, they will know. And they know. So... But the clubs don't come out and say that stuff. No. So well, because it's in no one's interest other than, well, it's no one's. It's it's, not, it isn't. No, no. It's things it's that they need like, to try yeah. work on, and that's it. Jamara Hagen's a good example from the Bulldogs. He, uh, number one draft pick, didn't play him for about, Beveridge didn't play him for like 16 weeks, and just like people like, get him in the team. Yep. Got him in the team. Wasn't that good. <laughs> and he will be a star. Everyone said he's like Lance Franklin. Right. Um, he's an excellent Franklin. Well, that's great, but like he's not right now. And, you know, they, they didn't play him in the finals um, because he wasn't ready. He wasn't wasn't ready. And they knew that. And you can see it. It's probably a work rate thing. It's something he'll learn as a you know, guy that gets a bit older and he's too young right now. But he'll be right. He'll get up with it. Yeah. Uh, Have you got any more for me? Yeah, another one from uh, Lavinia Florenson. Hmm. Uh, hey Dan, Charlie and Will. Charlie's not here. That's okay. Uh, do you have any routines or superstitions that you implement in your lives? Will, who has slash had the weirdest superstitions at the club, pre-game, post-game or otherwise? I, um... Yeah, give me some life superstitions or... Well, not so much life, but I but sport. So I remember um, in oh, however many years ago, I played a very, very good game of Monday night D-grade <laughs> basketball. I don't know what it was. I think I hit my first five shots and I just couldn't, like something was going on. I realized that um, uh, I had a V on the drive to the game. Oh, a drink. Yeah, V drink. Wow. I stopped at the servo. I think I had to get cash out for the game because oh. I played, paid in cash. Yuck. And then I grabbed a V and I drank it on the way there. And I'm like, and I think I've had a, um, a V or a Red Bull or something on the way to a sporting game every game since then. Yeah. Have because you? I was convinced that was it. <laughs> and how's that gone for you? There's been times where, I, where you know, I haven't had great games still. <laughs> so Josh Hill uh, used to be number 33 for West Coast. Yeah, yeah. He used to have not just a normal size can of Red Bull before every game. He used to have like a oh, litre. those biggies. Like a litre of cola. He used to have a litre of Red Bull. Gosh. Like this super-sized can. Anyway, I had a rule... That he was not to be within 10 square metres of me. <laughs> you could smell. All I could think of was Tuesday night hippie club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, there won't be an episode where I don't get hippie club into it. <laughs> Mate, just think about the smell of Red Bull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red Bull vodkas. That's yep. all I could smell. And so I'm, I'm prepared. He used to have it but like <laughs> right before we'd run out. And, and he did it about two or three times in a row. We were next to each other in the lockers. He used to sit down. I'd be... Oh, yeah, thir- was he 33? Yeah, 33. And you're 31. Yes, so there's no 32 that was playing at the time. Simon Tunbridge was 32. And so I used to r- write something on my wrist before games. I'll be yep. seeing getting in the zone. Like I'm talking white line <laughs> fever, Scully. Yeah, and yeah. I just hear this like <laughs> cracking of this thing. And just the smell yeah. every time. So I had to yeah. s- I was, no more, mate. Yeah. No more. So there, they get, there you go. Yeah, That's Josh Kennedy's worst one. Was she asking the worst one? 
That's yeah, yeah. That's uh, jo- yeah, Josh has, Hill. Josh Hill's worst. Yeah, one. that's a good one. Like I used to, I used to run out of the race last. So like there was an order. It's like Sam Butler, me, Josh Kennedy, and then if anyone wasn't playing, you'd like shuffle back. Yep. So like we used to have that. I used to put different shoes on at times. I never used to touch the banner. Then I had to touch the banner. Yep. I I swapped it quite a lot. Yeah. And in the end, when I played my best footy, just just went out and played. Yeah, yeah. And didn't have the smell of Red Bull in my nostrils. <laughs> it is a pretty potent smell, but yeah. Uh, i got two more. Okay. Um, so I'm going to read these ones down. How do you feel about that? Yeah, loving it. Can't wait for you to read it perfectly. Amiable Anderson. Okay. Amiable. I, I can't see it, so I'm going to trust you. No, then. like that's what it says. So, look, I love it. Dear Dan and Will, when watching West Coast Eagles games on telly last year, I'd often browse the match thread on Reddit. Mm. So R slash I do that too. Yep. Why? But what in the middle of this email? Uh, no, uh, I, I always did it straight after the game. I just right. wanted to see what people thought. When West Coast would win without fail, I look at the flood of disparaging comments about the club song that plays. Mm. Anecdotally, it seems that most people don't like the club song at all. What do you think officials from within the club think about the new song? Do you think they are victims of sunk cost bias? Or, on the other hand, are they like Principal Skinner when he says, no. am, am I out of touch? Yeah. No, no, it's it the, the children, children who are, are wrong. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Have you written this email? I no, mean, no, it's very, just a, very well. I'm a Simpsons guy. Oh, that's... Um, I mean, do, do you want to unpack... I've, I've asked that to you a little bit. Like, do, do you think... Do, yeah, so... Do you, do you like the team song? Like we're speaking about this. No, a I don't. Bit I don't like the. Um, like I assume we're talking the Birds of Tokyo version. We're flying high. <laughs> um, I, I did telethon and Birds of Tokyo were there, and I was just grinding my gears not to go over them and be like, "What do you think about that song?" <laughs> Honestly, fellas. So they would have. They would. They would know that people dislike it. I. I am also probably interested in whoever the top brass is there, who would be in charge of that song if they're like. Okay, it's not great, but we've done it now and we're sticking to it. Or if they're like, no, very much Principal Skinner. What's sunk cost bias? Like, all right, we've spent the money. We've exactly. We've spent the money. We're double downing. No, no, no. This is great. It is really good. <laughs> and look, at the end of the day, like... No, it's it not is, good. No, it's not good. No, no, no. I'm, what I'm going to say, it's it's done well. Like, it's yes. it's highly produced. They are proud it's of that. It's a very yes. good product. Yes. Whether or not people are liking it, though, is, a do- is another story. And I don't. I, I'm very curious to know if they're sitting in boardrooms going, "Good boys, we we stuffed that one up, didn't we?" Or if they're genuinely like they crank it, you know, like they're driving into Laugh Lane and they've got it like on their car, playing it loud. I, I do know that they're very the top brass that we're talking about mm. that put this together. Are very proud of it. Yeah, and probably for the reasons you talk about the indigenous involvement, the way that it's put together, yeah. high quality. Um, yeah. You know. Great artist, Birds of Tokyo. But it's still a shit song. It's not actually... I, I actually pe- think people don't understand what's bad about... Uh, it's not that version. The, the, yeah, it was not, shit in the first place. Birds That's why Tokyo. they needed a new one. No. They haven't changed the song. It's the same song. That's shit. It, it's, it's actually been a shit theme song for a long time. Yep. There's no there's no room to do anything with it. You can't throw a little... Whoa, or a, or a, just no, a, you know a, what you can do with it? What's that thing you used to you do at the start before you started singing oh, it? <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. That was brought in, mate. Yeah. Uh, we are the West. We are the West. We are the West Coast Eagles. Born is pride. 
from isolation. <laughs> Come on, man. That's you used a to war get into crime, it, mate. I reckon. Mate. Right. I was the finds master at that football club for five years. Five of the last my last years at that football club. That is the exact job that a finds master should be doing. Leading the war cry at the start of the winning song. I refuse refuse to do that. There's no way I would do that. Such a grinch, man. Oh, my God. Shocking. All right, last one. Ryan Robson. Very important question is the title. Good. Very. Very, okay. Hey, boys, love the show. A thousand apologies. There's no underscores in my email. I don't think you fully grasp the underscore thing. No, no, I've grasped it. Okay, good. I wish I could go back to year nine. Uh, or nine-year-old Ryan and tell him to reconsider putting some, but it, but this is how the world is. And then Get a new put, email, Ryan. And he's put about 10 underscores. Yeah. So he's done well. Scoey, you played for West Coast for many a year. 194 is quite the achievement, and I think you uh, thank you for your service. It does say think, so I will. I, will, I was uh, not wrong. Whatever, man. In this time, you've played with many players. My question to you in is, it says in, is... Who out of every West Coast player you've played with has the best <laughs> lawn? <laughs> I feel like Lacroix has a very luscious patch of buffalo out the front next to his boat. Also, Dan. Right, so it's legit lawn. It's not like a... No, lawn. Who has the best lawn? He okay. wants to know who the best lawn is. It's a very important question, Dan. Yep. Also, Dan, congrats on the 5-12 uh, for 12 run in junior cricket. Much Thank respect, you. mate. Thank you. P.S. Very keen for beers with back chat. Mm. My roommate and I would like to bring down some of our world-renowned homemade beef jerky. <laughs> I'd love that. And have the boys at Backchat sample some of our goods if you're interested. Yeah, yeah. I'll very tell you keen. right now. Yeah, very keen yeah, on If that. that's a question, I'm interested. Yeah, the answer is yes. Now, who has the best lawn? It's a good question. Yeah. Not me. I've let, I've let mine go. I will say, though, um, Ryan... I've just gone and bought some weed and feed. So I have that sitting just outside. We've all gone and bought it, mate. It's whether or not you actually put it down. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. I've, I've got a bunch of mates Is back it the one home. you connect the hose to? Yeah, you just, you just water on and then it just fixes your lawn. Is that right? Yeah, but you, you know you can't do it within certain days of rain and certain oh, sun. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm worried. Anyway, and you bought one for that. the right... Have you got cooch? Have you got yeah, buffalo? Nah, nah, I figured that out. I te- okay. text my wife, said, what have we got? <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I said, go outside and figure it out. Like Take a photo and put it on. Anyway. We've got buffalo out the front. Good. In saying that, um, you got it's a real passion. I do know the answer to this question because um, it's spoken about a little bit in the locker rooms. Really? About lawn. Yeah, I'm not joking. Either. Okay. Elliot Yo has a lawnmower sponsor, Deadset Lunch. Okay. And he's going to be disappointed with the fact that say, he doesn't have the best lawn. Wow. He loves his lawn the most. Does he have a, a, an elite lawnmower? He loves his lawn as much as he loves himself, which is a lot. Okay. It's not, it's not a bad thing. Just how it is. Yep. He's got a good lawnmower. Luke Shuey, I think, has the best lawn, and he stresses about it the most. Got a little bit of OCD type yep. uh, principles about him. He, he's a, he gets a bit stressed out if there's, you know, he's got a dog. Dog digs a bit of a hole. He'll just re turf the whole lawn. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a very, very particular, and he has a great lawn. So, Ryan, to answer your question, Luke Shuey with a lawn. And yes, we would love to have you down at Beers with Back Chat. Yeah. And you know what? I've been harassing you about your um, love for the Hippie Club on a yes. Tuesday night. Yes. What if we just did it at the Hippie Club? Would that be fitting? <laughs> Beers with Back Chat at the Hippie Club. <laughs> Mate, they used to do sausage sizzles on a Tuesday night at Hippie Club. You ever been to Hippie Club when there's a sausage sizzle? Um, then you know you're living, mate. Then you're living. Been to Hippie Club when there's a sausage fest. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, no, they used to do dead set free sausage sizzle. Have you heard no, of any nightclubs doing a free sausage sizzle? Mate? That's pretty good. I'll give you that. Tuesday night, very yeah. good. Get down there. Could go down there after this, actually. Um, yeah, look, it's been fun. Uh, that's about it for the show, I think. Yeah, I think we did everything. Um, actually, you know what? Can I just while while we're here? Yeah, sure. Um, I just want to go to Reddit for a second because there were some good posts. Okay. There was a couple of good ones that I thought I yeah. need to tell Will about this. Okay. Um, That's good. Can you keep the um, the listeners entertained for ten seconds? Yeah, I got phone you. Loads? Um, once again, I do want to thank our Patreon listeners. We had a we had a bit of a chat with one of our listeners who is not a patron, and I like divulging this because I think it's important. He wasn't happy with the Patreon setup. He said that. Um, it's a bit of a waste of time, this podcast. We put anything good on Patreon. I just wanted to clarify, we don't actually put that much stuff on Patreon. We do put a couple of stories here and there. We put an early release out for our Patreon listeners. But in all honesty, I'm really happy if everyone feels the way that one of our listeners felt and they don't think they're getting enough content and you think we're hiding too much around Patreon, I'm happy to refund everyone's money on Patreon uh, and we'll just put the whole episode out, which we pretty much do every week. I love our patrons because, you know what, you're showing us support, and I couldn't appreciate it more, mm. and I would love you to stay like that because, you know what, just like those prelim t- final tickets that we bought out pre- prelim final week, and we didn't tell anyone they were coming out, and we just chucked them, and you had to be a Patreon member to get them, I've got better things than prelim tickets on the horizon. I will just say that. So, look, I don't at all ever want to hide anything, any of our content. So, I really don't want to put too much extra content on Patreon, which we don't. Mm. We might actually film some just random stuff, Dan and I, we put it on there for the, our, our patrons because, yeah. in all honesty, we absolutely love our patrons. If you want to become a Patreon member and support the show, we are building a new studio here in... Uh, we're in Mount Hawthorne at the moment. Building a new studio here, buying new equipment, building a bit of an empire here. If you do want to support the show, jump on the website, backchatpodcast.com.au, hit contribute. You can become a Patreon member, but... If you hate us and if you hate that side of things, just let us know. We're happy to talk about it. We're mm. passionate about it. We're putting a lot of time and effort into this at the yeah, moment. totally. It's not just rock up, record, spit it out. I reckon we're spending about 20 hours a week on this at the moment. It's Fair good. It. It's good fun. We love it. Yeah, we do love it. And we love the support. We do. We also love the support of our Redditors. Yes, um, we do. So this post... Um, it's new to my life, I've yeah. got to say. So someone did post a um, picture of Bugs Bunny wearing a crown cool. on Reddit. And it's it just about sums it up, doesn't it? It just said, Dan is still king. Now, I didn't post this. Okay. I'm, I'm just another community member on okay. Reddit. Dan is still king. Then the comment from the same person says this. <clears throat> Oscar Allen claims to be the best athlete, then chickens out of a simple arm wrestle. Right. Well, you, you talked him out of it. Okay. Will constantly changes his story. Was he good? Was he good? Eight hundred meter runner, runner, hurdles, surf life saving on a foamy, all with no evidence, no trophies, no awards. Did it all, mate. Did it absolutely all. Charlie can't even move a box. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> it's still, still there, damage and damage. The case for Dan again. I didn't. I didn't write. This. <laughs> Charlie can't move a box. <laughs> it's very true. Like you can see the big dent in the box. Oh, so you try Charlie. to move. Charlie, we uh, banned him for a week. <laughs> He's been suspended. <laughs> The case for Dan, he got a trophy for under 11 cricket. And I don't know if it's a joke that people keep changing the year, but it's under 12s. Anyways. It's a joke, mate. Multiple three votes with Cool Bombers. That's very true. Uh, 
spent three weeks studying at West Virginia Community College, <laughs> which is wrong. It's not West Virginia. It's a different state. Oh, it would Virginia Commonwealth University, and I was there for months. Community college, yep. It wasn't community <laughs> college. Um, and also says, um, his dad says he's good, which is very true. Yes. Dino is a big fan. And winner of arm wrestle versus, uh, versus Oscar Allen by forfeit, the real king. Wow. So They've, You're the king of the north. Yeah, king of the north. <laughs> There's also some great photos and, and memes on there. So we do, I do love. Yeah, Reddit's Reddit. good. Just, just yeah, I'll um, give it. I'll give it a tick because yeah, I, now that I get the vibe of the humor, I get it. Yeah, I, I didn't get it. I blew up at someone on there because I thought they were dissonance, but they were just being sarcastic. Yeah, it's, I'm just. I know this is a podcast. It's not a visual format, but I just someone posted this picture. that said, "Can't believe they stuffed Charlie in a box this week." <laughs> Give the boys his microphone back and look at this picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, a box with legs coming. Very out good. So please keep posting what, stuff. What, on what, what was your what was your taking for the for your best performance in a final? I'm looking at I'm looking at it right now, ladies and gentlemen. I have the trophy in my hands. <laughs> I'm testing. What, you're asking if we keep making things up. What what was your haul? Five. I think it was five for sixteen. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I know. I think I said five for twelve, or someone may have said that, not me. Five for sixteen in Very a good. in a final. We we did win. Very good. That's all we got time for. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you appreciate that. Uh, yeah, we probably were. I was in the mood to probably chuck this in the bin at the first part of today, but we got through it. Uh, let's dedicate that episode to Russell Wolf. Mm. You see, Russell. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.